0: This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruwich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich.
1: Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. My name is Tom Bruich, and today's episode is called Priceless Business Building Gems from the Queen's Crown. I am in the presence of royalty today. Her name is Lynn Whitbeck, and she's known to her friends, clients, and countless admirers as the Queen of Sales. Business owners and entrepreneurs hire Lynn to ignite winning sales teams, Because most are chasing down clients, they're stuck in a chaotic sales cycle and lacking client retention, conversions, and profits. So she helps them transform thinking to the client's perspective and end sales chaos with a robust strategic plan to harvest the hidden profits. Bottom line: Lynn will ignite your sales and unleash lasting profits. Lynn is the founder and CEO of Petite. Queen, a virtual sales and leadership community for business owners and entrepreneurs who want more out of life in their careers. She's the host of Get More Clients on the Win Win Women Network, and she's the host of the top podcast, Claim Your Career Crown. She has been seen in USA Today, the Huff Post, Chicago Tribune, and more. And when she is not working with clients, (laughs) Lynn loves visiting national parks, as do I, loves cooking, as do I, and loves playing Pokemon Go, which that one I can't claim, Lynn, but that's okay. You can tell us about it if you're so inclined. Lynn Whitbeck, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show.
2: Oh my goodness, Tom! I am so excited to be here with you. This is going to be such fun, and absolutely, if you want to talk about Pokemon, we can go there.
1: <laughs> if, if, if you know, if if this thing begins to go off the rails, we'll we'll talk about Pokemon, and that may you know, that may put us back in line. We, you and I met some weeks, months, months ago, I think, yeah, through months. some some mutual friends and and networking partners, and I immediately was was taken and impressed. (laughs) And one of the things that I was impressed by is your, I I heard you say that business growth begins with client thinking and, and your bio talked about that. Tell us what you mean by that. And, and you and I, when we've talked before, have really hit it off around this concept. So I really wanted to dive into this.
2: Well, absolutely. Absolutely. You want to boost your sales. You want to grow your business. You need to start by thinking like your client because your client drives the entire sales process and get out of your own way. Just stop. Mm -hmm. Okay. Get into their head. You know, what do they want, need, or lack? Why does it matter to them? What problem are they trying to solve? What area of concern are they trying to address? You know, what's in it for them? So they can, so they can what, you know, I've got it right here. Nobody buys an iPhone to make a phone call. Well, maybe, but you know, pretty much it's for all the other bells and whistles. Yeah. And that's why they sell. You keep upgrading your phone every couple of years, right? It's the, so they can, so they can what, and that's what you've got to tap into. And no matter where your client is in their process, but from that initial spark, to a long-term client that you can continue to build new opportunities with for their business and uh different referral partners mm-hmm. uh it's driven by that client why so you need to make sure that every time you come into a situation just step back and say where is my client at right now yeah what's in yeah. their head and you know so that you can answer their why and you can move the conversation forward and you can really make that connection because it's about them. It's not about you.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And you know, you're coming at this as a salesperson, a sales trainer. And I work with my clients on their marketing, but also Kissing
0: sales. Cousins. I mean, yeah. you
1: know, that we we had a conversation about this, about the line between marketing and sales. And but but we look at it the same way when we talk about story power and story power marketing and what it takes to create captivating content that draws prospects in. We talk about starting with your client, the client's journey and empathizing, and then envisioning the story power three method. You have to understand where your clients are, what makes them tick, what's keeping them up at night. And then you have to understand what's on the other side of the mountain. Where do they want to go? And in your language, so they can blank. You know, That's the envisioning part. If you can meet them where they are and understand what they're feeling and understand the so they can blank, where they want to go, envision that you have framed up the journey that they want to take. And there is the story that is, you know, that's the, that's at the heart of what you're going to be talking about. And so uh, share with us when you go and connect with organizations and sit down with their sales leadership or their sales team, What are some of the big mistakes that they're making and sort of the common problems that you're going in and fixing?
0: And (laughs) (laughs)
1: because, (laughs) you know, um,
2: all right, you just opened Pandora's box and there's stuff flying everywhere. (laughs) Uh, uh, So, from the the top level, from the business owner um, uh, perspective, one of the things we have to look at is the sales strategy. Often, Uh, The sales strategy was really the founder's magic, and they've never actually built out a sales strategy. Mm -hmm. And they've got sales as they've grown. They've brought salespeople in. They're doing their thing. They're like little mini entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And so, but they haven't really, and and I want to tell you, founder magic, it is a secret elixir that you cannot bottle, but you can take elements of that to build out the sales strategy. And your market and your clients are constantly changing. You live in an ever-evolving world faster and faster, and you need to stay in front of that. So even if you did do a sales strategy a year ago, yeah, six months ago, you better revisit it. It's time to take a look. It's a living, breathing thing. So that's a top level. But from that perspective of what's not happening, it's deep and rich. But let's just go with the number one thing, and that's the failure to follow up. Or Mm -hmm. you follow up once. Or you follow up like, uh, like a, a buzzing bee around someone's head. Or you do this. Oh, hi, Tom. This is Lynn. I'm calling because I wanted to check in and see how you're doing. And if you're ready to move forward and, and maybe we should get together and talk. Oh, my. I mean, all right. I already, I mean, I lost people at that. This is Lynn. Um, Don't, don't, don't do that. All right, please, yep. please, please don't. Instead, it's like, oh my gosh, I was just on the most amazing podcast and dropped some bam bombs that you have got to listen to on follow-up and how you can shorten your sales cycle. Listen, I'm going to drop this in an email so that you've got it in one click away so that you can get what you need to move forward today. Oh, by the way, uh, this is Lynn, Lynn Whitbeck. All right. So you see what I did? Smile in your voice, enthusiasm, right. passion. Why did it matter to them? Because it's something they can do today
0: right. to
2: make a change for the better. I get to my name, slow your cadence down. Okay. That's where you transition. Because you know what happens? Most of the time, people do this all the way at the beginning and then they say their name so fast you can't even possibly hear it, right. let alone their phone number. Okay. And you just lost <laughs> them. And now, Do the triumphant triangle. You leave the voicemail. For God's sake, just pick up the phone and call people. All right? You're going to probably get their voicemail. That's okay. Call them. You've got the email ready to go. You hit send. You give them that link. It's right there at their fingertips. Three business days later, you send them a message again. Now, you can use wherever they live, LinkedIn messaging, Facebook messaging. You can leave them a text, right? but a different type of platform. Don't phone them. Don't email them again. Okay. Use something different. And if you are using LinkedIn, I am handy dandy little app. You can leave the same little voice message. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Very few people use that functionality. You can also leave them a little video message. You can do the same thing on text. People suddenly, oh my gosh, I got a voice message here, you know, or a little video message. Do that. Use the voice or use the video person to person, human to human, and that little triumphant triangle, okay, now they still may ghost you because they're freaking busy, remember? Mm -hmm. But one week later, what's your next piece of value that you're going to deliver to them to move the conversation forward?
1: Yeah. You know, what's what's so awesome about what you just did is you imagine this phone call, (laughs) bam, I just delivered so much value. And then you actually did exactly that for the last five minutes. People <laughs> who are listening, <laughs> rewind. I I want to pause. I'm doing this live with Lynn. I want to press pause, rewind, listen to that again so that I can get my thoughts straight to ask questions about like fifteen really powerful ideas that you delivered in that last five minutes, and I, I I'm going to draw on a few. I'm not going to pause. I'm not going to rewind. <laughs> you <laughs> I can listen dra- to it later. <laughs> I want to draw on a few, a few things because, uh, in in a lot of ways, you were really underscoring the value that a great sales coach and trainer brings. Because in what you were talking about was mindset stuff confidence and authority coming to the call now with the blah, 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 check in, but confidence, excitement, authority in that example was what we were talking about before the example, putting the prospect first, understanding what they need. And there was language in that about, Hey, I, I you got to hear this because it speaks to just what you need. And that's off that's not that's not a that's not the robotic salesperson saying I've got just the ticket for you. That's you saying I said something that I know is relevant to you. You gotta check this out. So providing value, being confident, being authoritative. And, and being all business there, there was, I mean, it, it was personal, but there was a quality of this that, you know, Hey, I'm calling you because I've got something that's, that matters. There's a reason let's get down to business. There it, there was so much in this that was like, Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Awesome.
2: <laughs> well, people do have the attention span of an amoeba these days. Yeah. So, you, yeah, so, you know, the, you being clear, concise, and hitting it with the bullet points, yep. you're showing that you respect their time, that you yep. respect yourself in the value that you're delivering. Yep. And so that's a big piece also about building your credibility. And when yep. you do that, people are going to know what it's going to be like to work with you. She's going to get to the point. I'm not going to have an hour long meeting that I get nowhere. All right. Yeah. So this is really setting yourself up for success.
1: Yeah. And on that note, Lynn, I have a question about sort of where, in your opinion, the whole small talk piece fits where and when do you start talking about the family and the birthdays and I like baseball and you like baseball and, and, or let's talk about Pokemon or whatever it might be where, <laughs> you know, there, there are a lot of people who will point to legendary salespeople and say, Oh, they were so personal and we got to know them and all that good stuff. And I, I'm not discounting that, but you're, you're talking about being all business and getting to the point and and people with short attention spans and i agree 100% with that so given that where and when is it appropriate to get into the more personal, let's just talk about the family kind of stuff. Do you wait for the opening from the prospect or do uh, <laughs> what I, I, well, I once
2: again, uh, that's a really loaded question. Yeah,
1: I know it is. First yeah. of all,
2: what I was doing was doing a follow-up piece. Sure. So that's different. Okay. Now in a setting like this, so you're at a networking event, you went to a conference, you went to, I mean, cause you know, we're all getting back to that. Uh, so you're there and you're, you're introduced to someone right away. One of the things that I like to do to break the ice is I would say, Tom, if you could be anywhere else, where would you be? What would you be doing? And who would you be with? Yeah. Now for the first thing is that I didn't ask you, what do you do? You know, why are you here? No, I mean, it's like very personal, right? But it can go all over the place. You could say, I love hiking in Yosemite with my dog and my girlfriend or my boyfriend, whatever it happens to be. And, um, I would, I would be so there right now I can see myself and being in the trees and the smell and, you know, and all of a sudden you're going like, well, okay. You like to hike. How often have you gone? I mean, you, all of a sudden you get to go in a whole number of the direction and remember the Secret sauce with sales is truly to listen 80% of the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Mm-hmm. And so you get to find out a whole heck of a lot about them. And you might discover, you know, like, yeah, I love going to national parks. Like, you know, like we connect there. I love to cook right now. So whatever that conversation is. And all of a sudden you can go, I have this, this tool that I use. Have you used this app? And y'all, you know, I, I mean, it's a way to build immediate rapport and connection. So that's yep. one way that you can do that. And I also feel that as you get to know people, um, and they volunteer information, that's when you then put that in. And yeah. I wouldn't leave that on a voicemail. It's going to be person to person, Right. you know, Hey, how's your dog doing? I know you, he had, he was recovering for surgery. How's that gone?
0: Right. You know, right.
2: You know I know that you just got that brand new dollhouse for your granddaughter. Um, or maybe in this case, it's that whole new, uh, uh, that new, uh, the bow stick for her karate. Okay. Let's not, (laughs) whatever it is, how is that going? You know? So that's the way that you can introduce that. Those are definitely conversations that you have in person or virtually, of course, and that you weave into the conversation. And so that's really human to human, whether you're in the same room or not, and that's where you have those conversations.
1: Yeah, that makes sense to me. And and I asked it in part because I just came from running a workshop with a friend of mine named Dean Isaacs, who's a great marketing master out of Denver. And this was uh, five ways to turn LinkedIn from a time waster to a business builder. And part of the conversation in the Q&A in this workshop had to do with, you know, the oftentimes in LinkedIn, the connection is made. And then the person is, is, you know, all they want to do is have this personal back and forth conversation. And there's a point at which it's too much and you want to, you want to get to business. And this is what some of the people were talking about in this mastermind, in this group. And, you know, sometimes I just want to hear, what do you have for me? And what do you, what, you know, What can I do for you? That's more of a networking than a direct uh, selling conversation. So it's it struck me how you know to the point and and we're getting down to business. Your original example was, but I knew that that part of that human connection depends on how's your granddaughter? How's the karate going? How's you know, yeah. um, I've had conversations, a lot of them with people in Florida, you know, how are you doing? I hope yeah. your family's okay. You know, those are, those are things that you have to bring into conversations if you're going to make that human to human
2: connection. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, so I know I just was doing that with, with the hurricane. I was texting one of my clients, actually Facebook mm-hmm. messaging, making sure they were okay. And he said, Oh no, we're just getting a lot of rain. And it depends on where you're at, right? Big state. Um, and to your point, too, I mean, one of my clients, I'll take pictures of my food. And I'll send it to her that I've made a meal, <laughs> cooking a yeah. meal, because you know she's she loves it when I send her these things. So I don't yeah. know. But, uh, uh, you know, there is a whole other side. And what's funny is you're talking about LinkedIn. It's like, I don't really encounter that a whole lot. What I get is the spam. You know, oh, yeah. you agree to connect with somebody. And it's just bam. This is what I do. Set up a calendar meeting, and I'm going like, well, first of all, it just feels like it's a robot that's coming at you. Right. And um, I mean, I'm gonna tell everybody right now. You do that to me, you're dead to me. Okay, yeah. so I won't respond. Period. I don't owe you an interaction. And. If on the other hand, you connect in a real and authentic way, like Tom and I, oh, we met at this networking and it's, uh, you know, I'm so glad that we're connected here. And then we'd see each other at a few other places, but sometimes you'll check out what they do. And it's like, I really love what you do. I like this part of it. And it's like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I actually did that this morning with someone. I looked at her profile and I went, oh my gosh, I love this. Sorry that she didn't choose. Oh my gosh, we need to talk, you know? Uh, and it was like, yeah. that's honest, human to human. No bot is going to write that. Exactly. And that's where it's like, okay, well, you could just tell we immediately had a place of common ground, but right. often that's true attending those virtual uh, networking events. And you make these, there's that spark of a yeah. connection. And it can also be at a live event, that spark of a connection. Yeah. And so Respond with as a human, okay?
1: Respond as a human. And you have another expression that's applicable that that really is what you're describing here. It's worthy intent. Talk a little bit about worthy intent and and, uh, what you mean by that.
2: Yeah. So worthy intent is where you come and you are totally present and you approach people with a genuine desire to get to know them, who they are know what they do how you can help and serve them and how you can create impact Mm -hmm. and once again it's it's not about you it's not making a sales quota it's not putting a notch in your belt this is about once again that human to human connection and where the intent means that you are in it for a long-term mutual win-win because you know They may not become a client, but they could become a partner or a promoter. It could be a long-term relationship. Maybe they're not a client now, but they could be down the road. And this is someone that deserves that level of respect. All right. And that's what makes the difference. You wonder why, um, like, I'm okay. Yeah. Well, why does sleazy manipulative sales tax don't work? You know, <laughs> all the client churn is because people figure it out uh-huh. <laughs> and they don't like it. Yeah. And so yeah. then you, you just, uh, you know, I've worked with some clients for, uh, I'd, I'd be, it's like embarrassing, but decades. Okay. Most of my clients are long, are well, they're all long-term relationships. Any one of them, I could pick up the phone today, call them and they'd be happy to hear from me. Okay. If I ask them for a favor, they'd be happy to do that. That's the thing. And then in turn, they provide me with referrals, you know, you know, ask, don't ask, don't get, (laughs) and I reward that behavior, but that's a beautiful thing. It's a long-term relationship. Most of them have all become good friends over time.
1: Yeah. You use the word why, you know, understanding, you know, why your clients would buy and understanding what drives them, what they're all about. And you mentioned a moment ago, sales quotas. I have more than a few times gotten an email or a LinkedIn message from somebody who, you know, they, they've spammed me a few times and I might not have blocked them or whatever. Maybe we even had a conversation, but they never built approach with that worthy intent and they never got to know me, uh, but they're still coming at me. I have more than a few times gotten an email or a message where it's, Hey, you know, it's nearing the end of the quarter and, and I'm trying to reach my quota. Can we talk (laughs) like, really? Really? That's why I'm going to have a conversation with you. And I, you know, what I want to, well, now what I know to do is um, say, well, no, I don't think we should talk, but I'm going to introduce you to Lynn (laughs) and you should talk to Lynn because, you're screwing this all up, buddy. And there's a reason that you're not. There's a reason you're scrambling at the end of the quarter to to reach your quota. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, As,
2: no, I did say something that's sort of like this is my analogy. That yeah. person just took this beautiful meal. Maybe it's uh, lasagna with asparagus and garlic bread. And they just took it and they just wham against the wall. And it's all over the place. Well, a little bit of it, it's stuck and it's on the floor. Do you really want to eat that? I don't think so. So instead you present them the beautiful plate with a knife and a fork and a napkin and a glass of wine to go with.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, I think some of those people who are doing that, you you use the throw the spaghetti against the wall and see (laughs) what sticks um, analogy. And, and I think that they are, are so many of these sales folks and marketers who aren't operating with worthy intent, who aren't getting to know their prospects and they just treat sales like a numbers call a numbers game. If I call on enough people, no matter how horrible my pitch may be, the dominoes will fall. And, and, uh, you know it's soul I,
2: killing, I, soul I, I, killing. It,
1: it is soul killing <laughs> you're exactly right you know one of my favorite movies and i i write about this on my blog um is uh is groundhog day with oh, bill yes. murray and there are the scenes in groundhog day where ned ryerson the uh insurance salesman <laughs> comes uh, up to bill murray's character, um, and, and for those who don't know the movie, the the notion is that there's a, a perpetual loop. Groundhog Day keeps repeating itself, and Bill Murray plays a weatherman who's very cynical and does not want to be covering the Groundhog Day event in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, and <laughs> while he's walking around, um, this guy, Ned Ryerson, comes up to him and says, Phil? Phil Connors? It's me, Ned Ryerson. We went to high school together, and then he goes straight in to the pitch for whatever the life insurance is and uses the line i think this could be just the ticket for you and (laughs) it's the guys haven't seen each other in 20 years and how does ned know that what is just the ticket for phil connor's that's the that's the 80 per, 80% talk at as opposed to the 80% listen guy that's the the not worthy intent just i'm going to if i hound enough people um yeah. and tell them i have just the ticket for them they're going to yeah. buy and and it is it's soul killing it's annoying um everybody i think has a little bit of ned buried in them and they have to consciously focus on uh -uh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be the one who just says oh i have this great thing i gotta tell you about it and you've gotta buy it Um,
2: well yeah i mean but there's also a part where you get i will say for myself i can get pretty enthusiastic and i'll start you know and i have to check myself okay wait stop slow down you know but um Uh, You know, I also think that I I would tend to say there are all other other people who it's because they're so excited about what they do Mm -hmm. and the passion that they have for it. And they know they can make a difference that it's not because it's not coming from a really good place. Yeah. So because I think that if, if you haven't seen the movie, but Ned is coming from a good place.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got, a, you know, yeah,
2: uh, but yeah. he he's not a mean guy or he's not some kind of sleazy, manipulative, low life, like out of Glenn, glary, Glenn Ross, <laughs> right, you know, exactly. <laughs> you know where I almost exactly. threw my TV through my <laughs> something through the TV. But, uh, you know, that's the thing uh, you, but still having that conversation. And I'm going to say one more thing, because, you know, we met with a networking piece yeah. and how we got connected and. And then, you know, it's just expanded from there. But whatever you do when you attend these networking events and people ask, you know, it's a common thing, you know, uh, what you need. Do not say I need referrals. Okay, <laughs> you just freaking met me. I don't know you. I am yeah. not going to give you a referral. I don't have any idea the quality of your work, who you work with. Mm-hmm. So do not go there. I mean, once again, you're going to be dead to me. So instead, it's like, how can we create a collaboration? Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is my audience. I'd love to do a newsletter swap. Um, maybe we could do a, a Facebook or a LinkedIn Live together. I mean, mm-hmm. if this is something that that connects with you of who I serve and what I do, um, and and that's a good fit for you, I'd love to chat. You know, yep. now that's a great way. To instead, I mean, turn it around. Yeah, tell them what you do, who you serve, and how you try to create impact in this world. Yeah. And then where's where's a low-hanging fruit that you can collaborate on? Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of ways that you can do a collaboration, which doesn't mean that that you just got engaged, you know, or in that case, yeah. you, you just got married, right?
1: And i I appreciate the fact that you pointed out that Ned and so many other people are actually they have good hearts and and they're not malicious and they're not snake oil salespeople and 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 I think that underscores the very point that we're trying to make that that you need to develop habits and skills and uh, a consciousness to check that instinct, especially if if you're delivering a gift to the world in the form of some product or service. You should be enthusiastic about it. You should (laughs) want to tell people about it, but you should tell people about it after you've discovered that they can benefit from it, that they need it, you know? And, And, and in the story power model, when we talk about, when we talk about empathy and envision and the journey that the prospect is taking, or your client is going to take the third E is enable your product or service is what enables the journey from before to after. And the, the enable is third on the list for a reason. (laughs) empathize envision and then if you realize hey my thing is the bridge then tell them all about the bridge with enthusiasm and excitement and tell them hey i can get you from that before to that after and here is how and Mm -hmm. because they know that you know them because they know that that you understand the journey they want to take they want to hear about that bridge they want to hear about your product and service and now you're the invited guest not the unwanted not the yeah. you unwanted you always want them guest. to
2: invite you
1: invite exactly.
2: you to tell them more yeah. and so that that's one of the key things especially in that first meeting and even yeah. all the way through if once you have a client um, and that's a key thing is expanding your business with that client um, creating opportunities that they can literally say, tell me more.
1: Yep.
0: You
2: know, yep.
1: and you and so, can also
2: do the same to them. Tell me more, help me understand. And yep. that way you can discover opportunities that yep. um to so that you can expand your business.
1: Beautiful. So I am going to invite you to tell <laughs> us more about how, how our listeners and viewers can find you and get something of value from you, where, where should they go for more?
2: Well, I am the only Lynn Whitbeck on LinkedIn, so it's pretty easy to find me there. And yeah. of course, you can connect with me on our website at petite and the digit 2 queencom And we've got all kinds of free resources. I've got one that's on your, the five proven strategies to, to grow your business and profits. Super great guide. And what some of what I talked about is in there. And I've also got this terrific masterclass on how to leverage guest podcasting to grow your business. Because if you're not doing that, and you're a small business owner or a solopreneur or entrepreneur, you should be doing that. So please, um, all free. It's terrific stuff. And I'm sure it will help you along the way.
1: So, Lynn, repeat the website, and then I have a follow-up question about podcasting for
2: you. All right. Petite2queen.com. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dot com. Not, not dot, I Actually, I actually dot... own
2: like 30 URLs that are <laughs> all connected. I've got the TWO. I've got the, you know, so, but yeah. it's petite but digit dot, 2 queen dot com. Dot com.
1: And when you talk about podcasting in in this context, you're talking about positioning yourself as a sought after podcast guest. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, yeah. And and having your own podcast—that's a whole other.
2: No, thing I, to I discuss, don't. I never recommend clients. It is actually a strategy that I recommend to be a guest on podcasts, but not yeah. start your own. It's a big heavy lift, Tom. Thank you for doing the big heavy lift. Yeah. Uh, because it's a lot of work. And that's a whole nother chunk to swallow. So yep. do guest post- podcasting first. It's yep. a great way to make connections. And for all of you who tuned in today, thank you so much. And I hope I did provide value for you.
1: you uh, I'm going to speak for everybody. <laughs> yeah, no offense, everybody. Or you, individual who's listening. But I know you provided value, Lynn. I knew you would. Uh, I want to share one uh one podcast tip because we're about to do this um and our friend Phil Palucha is somebody who really emphasized this and and brought it home to me that when you are a podcast guest or when you are a podcast host sure there's great benefit in hoping and in having people hear what you say and being impressed with what you say And, and then picking up the phone or signing up for your email and saying, I heard you on Tom's podcast or Lynn's podcast or whatever, all good. Doesn't happen as much as you might dream. It's going to happen. The real rubber hits the road in podcasting by building relationships and networking with the people who host you or the people who are guests on your podcast and, than the people in their network. So what has happened before Lynn was on my podcast and what will happen after we press the record button and stop, uh, stop the recording is we're going to talk about introductions and connections and joint ventures and things that we may do. And I don't want to be a spoiler on everything that Lynn (laughs) is going to share in her, in her resource, but, but I know that that's part of what, um, because we I know we look at this the same way that you'll learn not just how to sit there share your expertise so people notice you and call you you're going to learn how to leverage the relationships that you make with podcast hosts to build your network and Absolutely. that's a very valuable valuable strategy so download that that thing
2: <laughs> it is it's so true and it's an amazing opportunity. I've made the best connections, both with guests and as a, as a guest myself, just yeah. like with you, Tom. And um, it's just you—you you really get to know someone in that time frame. Uh, wow, what an icebreaker! And yeah. you can tell if you guys have uh, that connection, and then there's yep. more things that you can do together to collaborate and uh, lift one another up.
1: Amen. Amen, Lynn. Thank you so much. Thank you for your knowledge. Thank you for your sense of humor and your insight. Uh, Thank you for um, the the great things you cook. Send me a picture. I'm eager to see it. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll we'll have to talk about Pokemon another time.
2: Okay, there we go.
1: (laughs) All right. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Lynn. We'll see you again on the Story Power Marketing Show.
0: listening to the story power marketing show with tom ruich if you liked what you heard today visit storypowermarketing.com slash resources where you can sign up for tom's entertaining informative must-read emails download free business building resources and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling that's storypowermarketing.com resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.